Hi there. I'm Michael Marvash, and this is The Dead Man's Forest, a weekly conversation about the unique knowledge that each of us brings to every situation we're in, to all the relationships that we have. As I'm sure you can hear, it is quite windy today. Part of my goal with recording in the forest is to open myself to the different emotional lessons that come to me, that have come to me. And part of it is to try to share with you what it feels like to be alone in nature. I sit here in the snow, leaning against a pine tree, surrounded by hundreds of others, just other beings going about their lives, generally unconcerned with me. Because of the way civilization and society has taught us to look at them, we tend to look at trees as just being a resource, just being a source of wood, but they're like us in a way, and that they're a living thing and they have their own existence and we can look upon them and relate to them, at least from that perspective. Sitting here, I find myself growing aware that I feel small, but not insignificant. And I wonder if the bird chirping in the tree nearby feels the same way. I'm not sure if you can hear it over the wind, but it seems to be very excited about something. It's been going on nonstop for the last 10 minutes or so. Today I have a fable for you in the style of Aesop. I hope you enjoy it. As the fox left home one day, he was confronted by an unexpected sight. There on his front lawn sat an enormous and heavy metal cage, and inside it was Duck. Hello, said Fox. May I ask why you are in that cage? And why is it in front of my house? Why, you should know, replied Duck. After all, you put me here. Fox looked at Duck for a moment. While I'm sure that would have been very clever of me, I assure you I had nothing to do with you being put in this cage. What makes you think I did? Well, said Duck, do you remember the forest ball last summer? We were both there. I had just worked up the nerve to ask Deer to dance when you walked right up to her and asked yourself. I never got another chance, and it's all your fault. I see, said Fox. But what again does this have to do with you being locked in a cage in front of my house? You need to help me get out, said Duck, to apologize. Fox, being an amiable beast, decided to try to help, though he still did not understand. Can we lift the cage, he asked. I see it has no bottom. Let's try, agreed Duck. 
After a few minutes of sweating and straining, Fox stepped back from the cage. This is impossible, he said. It's much too heavy. Any other ideas for how to get me out? asked Duck. Well, who locked you in there? asked Fox. I already told you, it's your fault, said Duck, clearly getting agitated. Fox had an insight. So it's my fault you're in the cage. Yes, said Duck, petulantly. Because of last summer's ball? Yes, said Duck. And there's no one else around who locked you in the cage? Of course not, said Duck. Duck, do you have the key to the cage in your pocket? asked Fox. Duck was silent for a moment, then started wailing. Yes, and you need to let me out. You need to fix this because you hurt my feelings. Here, take the key and unlock this cage. Fox looked at the key, then up at Duck. He looked at the cage, then back to the key. I think, he said, that the situation you find yourself in is entirely your fault. I'm sorry I hurt you at last summer's ball, but you're going to have to let yourself out of that cage. Good luck. And Fox left to tend to his day. The story, of course, is about taking responsibility for your own feelings. You are the only person in the entire world that can take responsibility for your own feelings as an adult. Other people may do things that will hurt you or that you have an emotional reaction to, but ultimately you are responsible for the way that you feel and for deciding to feel in a certain way. A helpful way to think about emotions are that they're like another body that you have to take care of, that you are responsible for taking care of. If you, if you cut your arm, you're responsible for cleaning that wound and for bandaging it up so that it can heal. Similarly, if you get emotionally injured, it's your responsibility to tend to that wound so that it can heal. It's helpful to think of yourself as having a physical body and an emotional body. Sometimes, as in the story, the wounds that we receive, both physical and emotional, come from other people. Maybe someone accidentally cut you, in which case it's your responsibility as the person who's responsible for your body to say, oh, you hurt me, and then you can take care of that and perhaps they'll help you. Similarly, if somebody accidentally hurts you emotionally, it's your responsibility to say, ow, oh, you hurt me. And then perhaps they can help you bandage that wound so that it can heal. If, on the other hand, someone hurts you on purpose, and I hope that's not the case, then it's your responsibility to try to remove yourself from situations where they will be able to hurt you again in the future because it's your responsibility to take care of yourself. In the story, Duck refused to bandage the wound that Fox gave him at the summer's ball. 
He didn't even mention to Fox that his feelings were hurt. Instead, he took a cage to Fox's house and held himself hostage and demanded that Fox take responsibility for releasing him, that Fox pay the ransom, pay the cost of the emotional harm that Duck had done to himself by not taking care of that wound that he took at the summer's ball. There's nothing wrong with the fact that Duck got hurt. There's absolutely something wrong with the fact that he did further injury to himself by not taking responsibility for his emotions and then put it on Fox to do that for him. Similarly, Fox did a good job of refusing to take responsibility for Duck's emotions. There are lessons that we can learn from both characters here. I decided to write this story for you today because a similar situation happened to me, and this is the lesson that I've taken away from it. Since Dead Man's Forest is all about the lessons that we've learned in our lives and sharing them with each other, I hope that you can gain some insights about how you move through your world from this story and from the lessons that that I learned from it. Well, that's all I planned for today. A pretty short and sweet episode. As I mentioned last week, that will probably be the case more often than not in winter because sitting in the snow, even with some sort of seat that prevents it from melting under me, is not as comfortable for long periods of time as it is to sit in the forest during the spring or summer or fall. So thanks for listening to my story today. Again, I hope that you got something out of it. And if you did, feel free to reach out to me on deadmansforest.org and just say something. Or if you have an idea for a lesson that could be shared in a future episode, reach out in the same place. I look forward to hearing from you. And until next week, bye-bye.